0: or whatever the case may be that's all part of ascension that is all part of your body reacting and also readjusting it's realigning so anytime that i'm going through this i make sure that i'm making extra time for sleep extra time for meditation and then also spinning outside getting grounded more So more um, earthing, grounding, whatever you want to call it there. But we do see more of that for you, and that will be important as well. So uh, just pay attention to that. I don't know how long this is going to last. Now, Kristen, ascension, headaches, nausea, not eating a lot, overeating, all kinds of different things. Does anyone have any updates on their shadow work journey that they're willing to share? Any shifts, any changes? Is is anyone else experiencing ascension symptoms at all? Jennifer, Emily, Hannah?
1: I have to admit, I don't know what ascension symptoms mean. That's okay.
0: (laughs) So ascension is when essentially you're letting the old go and coming into the new. Um, It's a part of shadow work oftentimes, however, Ascension is oftentimes more focused on your intuition or spiritual development kind of feel. I mean, it could be all encompassing, but typically for me at least, whenever I go through Ascension, and it sounds like with Kristen as well, we get like the big headaches in our third eyes and in our heads because they're stretching our intuition. They're helping us start leveling up more and get more in tune and that's where our body's energy is reacclimating. So I'm trying to think, it's like a guitar string. Think about it that way. I don't know why this analogy is coming to mind, but I'm gonna roll with it. So think about a guitar string, and with guitar strings, depending on if the guitar is in a humid environment, cold, hot, warm, whatever, depends on how you tune your instrument. So, say that we move the guitar or you into another climate, or we're upgrading you to another environment or climate, we need to retune you or your strings to that environment or climate or dimension or just even frequency of being. Um, more so the frequency of being is where we see more of that. So, we would retune that guitar string, and what it does is it tightens that guitar string, makes it more taunt. So just like we would be stretched intuitively to be retuned or refined, you would tune a guitar string. And I'm sure if the, the guitar string had feelings or emotions, it would probably be kicking and screaming saying, oh, that's stretching me. Oh, that hurts. Oh, why is this going on kind of deal, right? So it's the same thing with our human physical bodies as well as as our intuition sharpens in the ascension process with this. Our body has to catch up with it. That's why you see a lot of intuitive people who look super young for their age. It's because they're literally like, I don't know how to, Hannah would probably be able to better describe that, but essentially it would be they're vibrating at a higher level so they would age less quick. Does that make sense? Hannah, can you interject on that because I'm not finding the right words?
2: I mean, I thought that was fine. I think that made sense to me.
0: Okay. Kristen, I think part of your ascension that you're experiencing is part of your shadow work. I would be willing to bet that you've done some shadow work around uh, a situation and or situations. And that's what kind of triggered everything like domino effect, like boop and <laughs> that,
3: Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I had um, uh, last week, I had a, a Reiki session where I we really kind of touched on some stuff that had been coming up and um, I felt a lot of, of stuff releasing and moving and so it's been in this last week that I've been feeling it a lot so that yeah, that really makes sense and you know, the, the shadow work I'm always like, am I doing it right? You know, do I need to do more? And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm a little uh, unsure of how to progress. It's Like, do I need to be, well, you always say that we should be journaling more and I, I'm sure I don't do it enough. Um, yeah.
0: I just don't think there's a wrong or right way to do it. So I think you should do things as you feel they come. Mm-hmm. Um, So, and I mean this in the most loving way possible, but with you, I don't necessarily feel or get the impression that there's a whole lot that you still need to process or work through. Um, I feel like, yes, I'm sure there's certain areas and things, but, and not that it's a comparison game because we all have things that we need to work on and all that, but with you, it just... I don't think, I think it's a good thing that you feel like you don't have a lot that is consistently coming up to reevaluate and rework through. So that's, it's not a bad thing. So it's interesting to see that you're (laughs) getting anxious now, because now you're like, what is there to do? Like, I don't know. So you're on the opposite end of the spectrum now where other people are like, there's so much to work through. So that's, Don't judge it. Just let it be what it is and take care of it as it comes up for you. So there's there's no right or wrong with it. There's no certain pace or speed. So I think you're just fine. Just don't worry about it. It's not a comparison game to be like, oh, my gosh, but look at that person. They consistently have something going on. And oh, my gosh, look at that person. They barely have anything that they need to process. It's, It's neither here nor there. It's just it is what it is. We do have some weird things going on with planetary shifts and things. So it very well could be affecting you differently depending on where they are in your birth chart as well. Because sometimes in your birth chart, whenever you're like Jupiter enters a certain house, then your psychic gifts will upgrade or go up the ante or act widgety or whatever the case may be. So just pay attention to that. Uh, maybe look into your birth chart or find someone who's really good with astrology and see what they think based off of your personal birth chart not just general um that's something i don't know a lot of so i can't really assist from there but that is just a tidbit of information hannah is asking um not all of this week, but different ideas. And so I'm guessing this is something that could be ongoing, Hannah. How often, why, what of divination practice, general speaking, unless someone has a specific practice that they want to speak on. How to energetically protect yourself on a typical day and particular situation with certain types of people. And then how to balance your chakras and cleanse personal energy fields. Those are all really great things. Are we interested in talking about that this go around or do we want to wait till next group i'm open either way, I think those are great topics. I just wanted to check in with people's shadow work. Um, Honestly i'll be real with you guys I haven't even been able to give my own shadow work the time and attention I needed to the last two weeks uh, with the fair, so that is something that. After tonight, tomorrow, you better believe it's on my calendar after my last client booked out for at least two to three hours, sitting in silence and just letting everything process, catch up and then start journaling through things. I'll speak to the how
3: to energetically protect yourself just because it's popping in my head. So it must be needing to be set. So, I, I ride my bike a lot, and the bike path goes past a substation, an electrical substation. And I've heard that you can get, you know, the EMFs the, um, and, and stuff just by being near one. And So, whenever I ride in my bike past the, the substation, I imagine that I am in a sphere made of shungite, which protects you from. And I just sort of, you know, like energetically put it up. I, I just imagine it that that I'm in this sphere and that it's protecting me. And and it it feels good. And I mean, does it work? I don't know. I guess I, I just have to believe that it does. Um and and that and that's really the only time I ever feel like I need to be protected. I know a lot of people feel like they need to be protected from other people or psychiatrists. Attack or whatever, and it's like eh, it never seemed to worry me. But the one thing that does is like that. So, and I like rocks a lot. So, shunga, you know, that's awesome. But I love that. I love that question, and I do like to hear how some how people um, uh, how they practice, you know, protecting themselves. And I would like if anybody else is going to share, you know. When do you feel like you need it? Is it like something you wake up and do every day or just when you're in a certain situation? Uh
2: I've been told that essentially you need to have almost like an everyday kind of shield protection for you. And I don't know if that differs for someone who's like working at home all day or is like around people you know, versus like me being out in retail like around people all freaking day long I've never been really concerned about psychic attacks mostly because I don't one just know but also like I don't do I don't put that out there to get that back either too um so there's not that but a lot of times and maybe this is the introvert in me more so than just like energy or bringing on other people's energy but sometimes like just after a day at work i'm just like gone like nope let me recharge which the recharge part i know introvert got that um but how much of it is just my nature of that versus have i brought on something else from someone else um that i didn't intend to um or let something go that i didn't mean to so i just thought it would be an interesting thing to talk about i'm not necessarily looking for answers but I usually do, like, just imagine, like, a white kind of, like, sphere around me, too, most of the time. And then every now and then, if I feel, like, if I'm extra anxious or if, like, I just get weird feelings, I'll just imagine other things around me. Sometimes if it's, if I can feel bad energy coming off from somebody or something, I literally, like, throw a brick wall in front of me, like, and just imagine a brick wall, like, nope, I can hear you, but nothing's coming through. (laughs) So...
3: I love that. Thank you for sharing. I I like the brick wall.
2: (laughs) That's great. It was simple. It's easy to imagine. So I didn't have to work too hard trying to like build it up so much like, okay, yes, there is a wall in front of me. Your shit is not coming through.
0: (laughs) Yes. So one of my favorite ways to protect myself is y'all don't laugh but it's kind of good is literally I say, fuck off or fuck you. I know it sounds super offensive, but just feel the energy of those words. As soon as you say, fuck off, fuck you, boom, wall up. You can't touch this. There's no getting through it. I think it's one of the best ways to instantly quickly protect yourself. Now, aside from that, um, (laughs) that's more quick, immediate, like, oh my gosh, I need something now. Um, Fucking awesome. Yes, so what we also need to see with this is just like Hannah said, surrounding yourself with that white light um, and holding yourself in that orb and that space, that's another thing that I do. Um, I always encourage people to ground and surround, though, because you can pull in protection not only from divine source, but also Mother Earth herself and add balance and things like that in that way. So we definitely want to see it coming up from like Mother Earth as well. I mean, you don't have to, but that's if you're doing like an extensive protection. But really, as long as you just envision yourself or feel that warmth around you of that egg, I think you all will be fine. And that's just like what Hannah was saying, 100%. It's Whenever I first learned, for those that are learning and new to this, a lot of times they had us ground and surround because it was all a part of your beginning spiritual practice of connecting in making sure you're rooted so you don't get lost in the astrals but then also to surround yourself to make sure that only things of life and light can come to you and that's what i do with dead people as well is even though they're transitioned into the other side i have my intention set that They only can come in and touch and feel, but they cannot linger. They cannot cause anything to physically malfunction. They can only point and poke and prod to get my attention. But other than that, you cannot harm me. I don't care if you're already one with God or whatever the case may be, no touchy. You can energetically give me hints or show me, but no touchy. Um, so that's where I have it set up to where they can come in pretty close to make it very detailed and accurate. But at the same time, like I said, no touchy, like no actual like getting their hands on me or malfunctioning my physical body. Um, but that's why you also, if you're a healer or an empath, want to be careful with that as well, because you can take on people's moods. You can also take on their elements. So, for example, I had one lady just before the fair started saying, oh, I have this pressure headache so bad. Can like, put your hands up and do something? Can you do something? And I said, sure, here, boom, gone. She's like, wow, actually, it is gone. That's kind of crazy. And she was skeptic, right? <laughs> Tell me why all day I had her migraine. I picked it up. I took it from her but the difference is is i know how to ground myself into earth and send it back into mother earth so she can transmute it so i'm not walking around derping around with the energy lingering all the time so just be mindful of that as well as if you're not protecting yourself and you go to do energy work on someone you really need to be protected with that the other thing is the other perspective is um if you truly believe in the Bible and you truly believe that God is God and protector then nothing low vibrational or evil can touch you. And that is one of the other things that I believe is I don't necessarily believe in the Christian God or the church God, but I do believe in God and my walk with God and I know that he's very protective. And I do know that the Bible says that if you have God's love in you nothing can possess you or take you over. And that's one of the scriptures that I wholeheartedly believe in, because that's what grounding and surrounding is all about, is calling in God's white light to protect you. So that's where, just like Hannah, I don't believe in curses or hexes, because you don't give them power. If you don't give them power or dominion over you and your energy field, they can't do shit to you. But
2: also... For someone to put, I mean, cause I mean, there's a saying, it's like, oh, what you can heal can hex, like just as you can heal, like you can send it out there. But if you're not doing something to like get someone to the point of wanting to put all that energy in to hurt you, I mean, that's just another thing. Like, that's just how you live your life too. That's how I kind of see it too. And if I really did something to deserve it, then I probably meant to do it. <laughs> that might be a little cynic cynical way of looking at it but i mean that's just what i think too but otherwise like why would anyone want to put in the energy towards me
0: so yeah yeah so that's where it also goes back to if it's for your highest good then sometimes spirit will allow it and i know that sounds really weird like how could that be for your highest good things like that but maybe that is something that your soul contracted before you reincarnated here Like I need to learn this lesson so they allow someone else's energy to derail yours or whatever the case may be. Um, Because literally, we're all here, and Emily's probably going to love this, but her person that she listens to, her Dolores or something or other, I always forget her name because I'm bad with names. But yes, she literally talks about how, what was it? How we're all divinely protected, but our souls, where am I going with this? You know, more than I do.
4: Uh, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Uh, But we are all shifting to a new earth. And those that choose to evolve and transcend and learn their life lessons, um, and not continuously repeat the same karma are going to transcend to that new earth. And I think that that is an explanation for those where you think that you're meeting an old soul versus a 75 year old infant. Um, You can tell that there's two different types of people that they're either on the path or they're not. And I think it explains a lot about our relationships. And sometimes you have to take accountability for maybe being the person that's helping that other person in your life not on that path yet and you're here to help them become on that path and that's what I think Dylan is I think that Dylan is a gardener or a volunteer as Dolores Cannon puts it and he's helping to transcend and raise awareness levels for other lost souls to transition to the new earth
0: it's not just me though
4: many gardeners, but you're one of the brightest stars I've ever met and the fact that you can do what Dolores Cannon did for 80 years of her life with no hypnotism and you just pop up a Zoom video and you can talk to our spirit guides is absolutely mind blowing (laughs) and we will be forever grateful for our life impact from you.
0: I appreciate that, I really do. Um, So I will say thank you, but I don't know how to take compliments very well, so I'm going to say thank you and move on. (laughs) I'm just here to do my job, but I honestly, the thing is, is that I appreciate the kind words, but I see the same potential in all of us. I see the potential in Hannah, I see it in you, I see it in Sharon, Jennifer, and Kristen. Like, everyone has the potential to do what I do, it's just, do you do it? Do you study? Do you really learn your energy? Do you take it seriously? Do you x, y, z it? Like, that's just how I see it. That's why I struggle with that. Because I'm like, I'm not really that special. I'm just a human here to do human things like everyone else. So I appreciate it. Um, But I really think whenever it comes to protecting ourselves that it really has to do with your dominion and how you carry yourself and how you choose to uphold yourself if you are constantly in a state of fear then guess what's going to find you things that are going to provoke fear it's literally law of attraction like attracts like it's not even necessarily karma at that point it's law of attraction what you put out what you get back it's very never ending it's very That's also where essentially you create your own hell. I don't believe in a physical hell. I believe that's how you treat mankind in your lifetime. And when you go into life review, that determines what your hell is like. Like Hitler, he did some terrible things. Guess what Hitler gets to do all over again, time and time again, until he's done with life review. He gets to die in torturous, horrible ways because that's what he did to other people. So he created his own hell. That's where you really want to pay attention to how you create your karma in a sense. And I say that word loosely, frankly, in this conversation at least, Um, but really pay attention to how you make your connections and affect people. It goes on to ask about how to balance your chakras and cleanse personal energy fields. So let's take this topic a little bit further and we'll touch more detailed and starter uh, next group, whenever I have time to actually digest this, um, but who wants to interject and tell us how they balance their chakras or cleanse their personal energy field? Let's get some ideas going with this one.
2: One of my favorites sometimes is imagining something almost like, like a, squeegee made of light <laughs> just kind of going from like top to bottom and just like sending it through and like kind of going down slowly and saying it through the earth or even like as simple as it is it's one of my favorite things is like really standing in the shower and just imagining dirt and Lily asking I will Lily like say any energy that I picked up along the way that does not belong to me like be released go down the drain into the earth and transformed into love And then any energy that I've lost along the way that needs to come back to me for my highest good, I ask you to return. But like water is just so cleansing anyways. So Then you do double duty. You get your body clean, you get your spirit clean.
1: (laughs) I love that. I'm definitely going to try that for sure.
0: That's, go ahead, Kristen.
3: I I do the shower thing too. And it's a little less formal than that. It's more like Oh, you know, this is this feels good. This is cleaning my body. Oh yeah, and clean my aura too, you know. <laughs> Just do it, you know. <laughs> Down the drain. Anything I don't need.
0: So similar ways, uh love the squeegee thing. Hannah and I at the fair talked about it and we look like two nerds sitting there going, <laughs> oh yeah that feels good yeah and we're just like pushing the bad energy down and we're just like oh yes that feels people were probably staring but we don't care we're enjoying our best life and just cleaning off some stagnant energy so that's super fun um but we did I love that and literally that's one of the things that I do every night before I go to sleep is I just imagine literally you know like the inside of a copier scanner the light bar that goes through, it's kind of like a bar like that of light and it just scans down and squeegees or pushes off any of the stuff you don't need out and off. Uh, With the shower thing, awesome. The prayer that I encourage clients to say is this, uh, as the water hits my physical body, allow it to hit my energetic bodies as well. As you cleanse my physical body, Please cleanse my energetic bodies. And then I take it a step further. And I actually have either table salt in the shower with me or I have like a salt scrub. And I'll be sure to do like a salt scrub because salt is very good at breaking up stagnant or bad energy and then washing it off of you. Um, If I'm in the bath, I take a very heavy salt bath, whether it's just a bunch of table salt, Epsom salts, doesn't matter as long as it's salty. That's what we want because that's what's going to help cleanse your body and also probably detox in some ways as well. Kristen, that's actually, now that I'm thinking about that, that might be something that you're being asked to do with your ascension process is try eating uh, less meats or something and do more like leafy greens or at least vegetables and fruits. I know. Roll your eyes. I see you. But I think that might be what you need to do is just detox a little bit. And I think you'll bounce back from your ascension process uh, quicker. I'm sure you're right. I just don't want to hear that. She's like, no, I didn't hear it, la, la, la.
2: But also, Um, listen to what your guides told you. Slow down.
0: That's a big message.
2: He um, you really hear that one either
0: um, <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable
4: <laughs> your um, spirit work dylan
0: to be yes, more comfortable
4: with compliments
0: <laughs> i know and that's something that i need to do better about as a whole i know um That's definitely where I have work to do. And like I said, tomorrow, I can't wait to actually sit down and be able to do my own shadow work uh, for the first time in two weeks, because I'm in desperate need of it. Um, So we talked a little bit about cleansing your personal energy field, but can we instruct and give a little bit more details on how to bring your chakras back to balance? Or anyone can interject on this as well. But I know Jennifer's kind of beginner, Shannon, and Emily are learning as well. So I just want to make sure that we're filling in some of the blanks so they don't walk away from tonight being like, well, I feel like most of that went over my head because that's not our intention. We want to make sure that we're taking the time to fill in the blanks where it needs to be filled in. So I'm going to let Titus out. Someone interject, please. Um.
3: With the balancing, the chakras, I tend to go to the stones. And uh, orange kyanite can, like, instantly balance your chakras, or so they say. And it's like, well, I want to believe that because that's really easy. So do I have an orange kyanite? Yes, I do. <laughs> and, and, yeah, so that's kind of – but I do have a um, – audio youtube audio meditation guided meditation it's a chakra thing and i listen to that quite often almost every day it's about 36 minutes and it's really nice um so yeah that's that's all i know about that
1: (laughs) have any of you ever heard of the app um insight timer yeah okay that has um, tons and tons and tons of free guided meditations on there, and a lot you can search, you know, based on a specific chakra. Um, it has balancings on there. I've, being kind of new to this, I I like the guided visualizations; um, they really help. And obviously, crystals. I've I love my stones, and my rocks.
0: <laughs> so with. But, uh, chakra balancing, frequencies are going to be great. That, that definitely does help. I agree with that. Um, and the beauty of that is I find, for me at least, I don't have to necessarily be in a meditation to utilize that. I could be doing the dishes or cleaning the house, still have the frequencies going either in my earbuds or through the sound system, and still pick up on those vibrations. Actually, I like it better when it goes through the sound system because I have the subwoofer and all that. So I can feel it penetrate my body more or reverb off my body more. Um, But I think that's a great idea, Kirsten, uh, being able to utilize the meditation chakra balancing as well. Have you guys heard of tuning forks also? Yeah, so your chakras actually vibrate at their own independent frequencies, but overall should be harmonious. And those tuning forks, I have even considered getting a set and adding it to some of my services, um, is you literally ding it and it resonates at the vibration it's supposed to for your chakra and you can put it on your chakra or over your chakra and it helps retune and realign you um, super affordable. I think you can get them under $200, but they're metal. So they're going to last a while, if not forever. I mean, obviously don't bend them or throw them and things like that, but it should be pretty sturdy should last quite a while. Um, there was one other way that, Oh yeah. Energy work as a whole Reiki healing touch, even actually yoga. Believe it or not, as mainstream as yoga is nowadays, its original purpose was to strengthen the spiritual bodies as well as the chakras and get them aligned. So if you get into the deep yoga where it's not like the surface level monopoly stuff that we're doing nowadays and actually look into like the positions of yoga and the reasons why, that's where you'll learn more of the chakras and be able to bring them in alignment by moving your body in certain positions. But I think that's really awesome and I think that's great, Um, I think those are some pretty awesome ways to clear and balance your chakras. The other way that I haven't mentioned is how many of you are good at visualization? Okay, cool, cool. I think Hannah and I talked about this, but I'm going to take a moment and talk about it again. But there's something called the violet flame that you can call in. And what this is is literally a violet or bluish flame and what i do is i start it from the top of my head i don't do it from root up i start it here because it's easier for me to think about this flame burning through the chakra what it does is it burns through your chakras essentially and it helps transmute any negative energy into either positive or burns it up and essentially neutralizes it just like mother earth would do but what this violet flame does is, I start it at the top of my head and I just deep breathe in and out and I let it drop. I let it literally burn through the layers that it needs to of the chakra and then it drops. Once it drops, it starts burning through the third eye. Boom, boom. And it just burns and burns. And sometimes it stays there longer than others. It just depends on where the chakra is at. And then it drops until your throat burn, 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 burn down to the heart, and so on and so forth, all the way down your chakra. And then you drop it into Mother Earth, and you let Mother Earth then transmute everything that the fire also picked up. So you're using elements with it to come back to balance and and do that. Thoughts on that?
2: I think my balance chakras usually start at the root, but I think it's a really interesting idea to start with the crown, um, especially if it is with it being like more of a divine, light like kind of coming through. So like, okay, open things up there and then allow all of that to kind of transcend down. It's an interesting way to do it. I had never even considered doing it that way. I was just kind of like, yeah, you start at the base and work up.
0: In some cases that's good to do. So there are some times where I cleanse, I do start from the root and go up with the violet flame, I don't know why, but I've always just dropped it from the top. Anyone else have anything to interject? Emily is asking how to set boundaries with negative colleagues. Um, So we talked about this a little bit in the last one, which is my bad, because I haven't had time to publish it or post it. But I will start off by saying with this topic, this is something that we decided, came to the conclusion that it was a case-by-case basis. Every case is different. Every work environment's different. Um, We said that you should definitely go to that person first and establish the boundary. If that doesn't work, then obviously use the ladder of command within your company. Um, And going
4: back to your earlier statement, if you don't give them the power, they can't do shit to you. So I'm going to
0: remember that
1: actually. <laughs> 100%. I don't because I wasn't here, but Emily, this is what I do for a living is uh, leadership coaching and uh, conflict resolution manager, coworker relationship stuff. So I would be more than happy to talk to you if you wanted to connect and just kind of bounce around ideas based on your unique situation that you're encountering. Happy to do that.
0: That would be much appreciated. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. And that is exactly what Opal's Lounge is all about, is you guys being able to make the connections you need for the questions you need and actually start networking, even on a deeper level, not even spiritual stuff, but just any gamut of life. That's what we want to see with Opal's Truth. So, thank you, Jennifer, for being able, or Jenny, for being able to provide and help assist with that, but also utilizing your network for your own personal practice as well. That's super awesome. Good for you. And feel free to keep doing that. Um, 100% feel free to keep doing that. Thank (laughs) you. That's awesome. So, Shannon is asking, this is interesting and I saved it for last because this is kind of interesting. It's an interesting question and I hear for it and I love it. But Shannon's asking, how do we irrigate memories or forgive ourselves for the guilty pleasures, quotes, we might have indulged in years ago? quotes, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, sunglasses, emoji, end quote, or cap, whatever. Uh, this is now guilt-producing, but weren't then, question mark. Her next question is, does that oh does that question make sense and then also she's asking I don't think shadow work can help with this but maybe question mark question mark before I interject on this because this is something I've been mulling around on for a while probably haven't even finished mulling around on it to be totally transparent because I'm not back in my routine just yet Um, but what are people's first initial thoughts on that <laughs> no wrong or right but let's start a dialogue for real let's unpack that I I
3: think um, I think it's really important to forgive ourselves for what we didn't know then you know because we're, we're constantly learning new things and when we were younger even if it's you know a week younger uh, or years younger you know we, we did the best we could with the information we had at the time. And that may have been to indulge in, in drugs or, or, you know, risky behavior in whatever form it is. And I think it's really important to, to realize that um, we did the best we could. We were doing the absolute best we could, especially since you're saying, you know, you're not, you, you didn't feel guilty then. And it's like, and you really don't have to feel guilty now. Um, and it, it's finding that place of, um, of acceptance and forgiveness for ourselves. And one thing that helps me when I'm having trouble with that is to think of what if this were somebody I loved that was telling me that they were feeling bad about something. They did in the past. Would I hold them accountable for it? You know, would I say, "Oh yeah, you were shitty"? No, no, you wouldn't. You would say, "You would say, I love you. You, you know, you're wonderful. You did the best you could. You know, and you, know, you have nothing to to feel guilty for." Um. Yeah. So that's that's just my
4: my personal feelings on it. Stupidity earns us life lessons. (laughs) I think everything happens for a reason. We have free will for a reason. We learn from them. Hopefully you don't make the same mistake twice, but don't don't be hard on yourself. Just embrace the lesson and move on.
0: Through shadow work, through self-love you were start to realize that you could only do what was best for you at that moment, but also you only did what you knew was what you knew at the time. Now that you're older, now that years have gone by, you realize, oop, maybe that wasn't the best decision. Oopsie, regret, shame, but really you shouldn't feel regret, shame, because it's all about self-compassion, and that's so important is being able to look at the situations at hand, whatever it may be in the past and say, you know, I was just doing the best with what I knew. And if you didn't know any better then you know now, and that's all that matters. That's all that you should be worried about as I learn the lessons or whatever the case may be. So it's all about self-love, self-compassion, and that is absolutely what shadow work is about, is being able to love yourself through your mistakes, through your shortcomings, whatever you may feel, whatever the obstacle or lesson is. And that's the other thing, Sharon, is being able to look at this and not only see the moving parts to it, but then also are you guys willing to stay around for just a quick grounding meditation and send us on our way for the next two weeks? Um, I don't know what we did last time or what transpired from that. But I'm essentially just going to ask us to get grounded, and ask us for protection. And as we're going to set an intention. So again, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you guys do your own thing a little bit with spirit, get grounded in your own way shield in your own way. And then I'll also provide some context. So those that need the guided portion have some guidance with it. Um, But also essentially with this, is I do want you guys to have conversations with yourself as well as your spirit guides. So there will be moments where you will be sitting still and just breathing and listening and experiencing what you experience. Um, for people who's not familiar with this, trust what you get. Your first thought, spirit, second thoughts ego. Um, I have led meditations before and people come out of it and they're like, well, I don't know if what I saw or heard was real and I don't know if I'm making it up no we're not doing that okay so god gave you an imagination for a reason and i don't even think it's the traditional meaning of what an imagination is but rather that's your connection to spirit so if you're meditating and you see a lion or a gorilla or something absurd like that you better be looking up spirit animal of and then enter at that end like pay attention to what you're getting because it's going to be important i guarantee you it don't overthink it that's how you're going to kill it so But go ahead and start getting comfortable and start transitioning into um, your comfort space. As we enter this space, I ask that the angels for the highest good of light and love, the divine masters and spirit guides, help us call our power and energy back right now. We call our power and energy back from people, places, or things that no longer serve us for the highest good right now. And as we sit in this space, feel your body getting heavier and heavier as you are coming into the present moment connected to your breath. Draw your attention to the bottoms of your feet. And on the out-breath, push the energy down into the core of the earth. It may help if you envision roots growing from the bottoms of your feet into the core of the earth. Please take a moment to do so. As you are in meditation, hold out your palm. Doesn't matter which one, right or left. And we ask that we are gifted with the violet flame and it is placed in our palm. You may feel your palm get warm or hot or even cold. Sometimes the flame can appear cold. You may see it clairvoyantly in your mind's eye. We ask that you take the palm, and drop the flame on top of the crown chakra. And on your out breaths, as if you were breathing air into the flame to make it bigger and accelerate it. Move the violet flame through each chakra and allow it to burn up any energy stored in each chakra that no longer serves you and allow yourself to come back to balance, starting now. Just a few more minutes. Take your time, no rush. Just remember this technique for later. As you reach the bottom, allow the violet flame to drop into the earth as you are grounded into Mother Earth and she will transmute it and you can let it go. For safety measures and also to try a new technique, envision a white bar starting from the top of your head. even a giant shower squeegee. You can use your hands if you wish. And on your out breath, take a big deep breath in and on your out breath, push it down slowly and let it squeegee your energy field. Ready? In. It's okay if you need to take two breaths and out. And out through your feet into Mother Earth as well. Remember that practice for future reference. And now as we are in this space and our energy is cleared, I'm going to give you a moment to set an intention on one thing that you want to focus on this week for yourself. What is one thing that you want to focus on for yourself? Could be reinforcement of boundaries, self-compassion, forgiveness, rest, but claim something for yourself this next week to two weeks. And let your body relax into it. now think of something that you want to focus on for someone else what is a way that you can give back could be having a conversation with someone could be lending an ear could even be Picking up flowers for your spouse on your way home. Something small, sweet, and simple can be very impactful. So let's take a moment and claim something that we can do for others or other as well. Let your body relax into that as well. Ask your spirit guides whether you know who they are or not. Just simply ask, spirit, for the highest good of light and love. What do I need to know for this next week or two weeks? And pay attention to what you hear, feel, or see. This is the last thing we're going to do before we wrap it up. And we thank you and we honor all of you. Thank you so much for attending tonight. Booger your toes, your fingers, come back into your body. Good that we set some intentions for the week ahead or two weeks ahead. Be interesting to see how that unfolds for us all. Um, you can share next time, or you can just keep it personal, but definitely make sure you're documenting or writing to make sure you're keeping a log. But with that, I'm going to let you all go for the night in a very peaceful manner. Uh, Be sure to do what Emily suggested and cleanse and show yourself some compassion and gratitude as well. So with that, everyone have a great night. Thank you so much. And I will be sure to bring this recording live to people who've missed it or anyone that wants to re-listen as well as last week's recording as well. So thank you all for your patience and your kindness and we will see you all next
1: time. Thank you you for having me. I'm excited to continue with you all.
3: Bye. It was so good to see you, Jennifer. Thanks for showing up for
4: us.
0: So that pretty much sums up what I was able to digest and process. I haven't really gone into full meditation to channel 100% what they brought through. And to be honest with you guys, I'm not channeling a lot lot tonight because I don't have the energy for it, and I'm honoring that boundary within myself.